0: Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Determined Mom Show. Today, I have Sarah Torres-Ferrick here with me, and she is the owner of HR Circle Online. And she's going to be talking to us about how to know when it's time to start hiring a team for your business So that way you can get your valuable time back. So welcome, Sarah.
1: Hi, thanks for having me, Amanda. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, definitely. I'm very excited to have you.
0: And I'm really curious about your topic because I think this is probably one of the biggest hurdles in owning your own business that any person faces, really. I mean, it's like knowing when to hire, who should I hire, should I hire an employee, a contractor? What is the difference? What are the benefits? And I think you are just gonna bring so much value to our audience today.
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely risky and scary. So we all need a little help before we make that jump. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So
0: before we get started into the actual topic, let's talk about you and how you got started in your business
1: and um, what kind of drew you into HR and all of those things. Um, Well, like many HR folks, I kind of fell into it. I got a degree in philosophy but I couldn't really figure out how to get paid to philosophize. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad was in HR for the government and I found out about an HR internship and I kind of just kind of fell into it. And that was 11 years ago. Um, So most of my HR career has been for, you know, big government organizations. During that time, my husband started his own business and I really did the business side of it. So for about 10 years, I guess we've had a family business. His business is in like the baseball, softball, youth sports realm. And it was, I guess, about two years ago that I was talking to him. And like any husband, he finally had a good a good suggestion. And I kind of <laughs> was talking about, you know, cli- that whole climbing the corporate ladder. And he kind of was that slap into face to say, I don't think the problem is you need another, you know, rung up that ladder. I don't think it is. And he's like, you, you realize When you're helping me with HR, when you're helping the other businesses, you know, my business friends, partners with HR, that's a job. Like people could pay you for that and then you could do what I do because I was seeing him this whole time working from home, being more fluid with his schedule, not having to worry about if somebody has a wedding, what what are you going to do? Yeah. So he really kind of pushed me into the realm and, you know, he was right. I loved it because I did kind of love helping small businesses. So in my HR company, I'm really focused on small small businesses. Um, those businesses that maybe have less than 50 people, they're probably making their first decision and I just love it and I especially love helping moms like myself because I want moms to know that, you know, you started a home business, you started something and it can grow without you sacrificing everything you loved about it. I take a little part of that fun, you know, selfishly for myself.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, we all have to find that thing that keeps us going inside of our business. And I love that, you know, you have that passion for working as working for moms as well. So I love it. Okay. So tell us a little bit about, um, this is probably the biggest confusion. Tell us a little bit about the difference between, um, hiring an employee and hiring a contractor.
1: Yeah. So it's very complicated. And there's a lot of different government agencies in the states that have different rules. So you really have to know where you're located. Like if you're in a state like I'm in Virginia, you're not going to have that many restrictions. If you're in California, you're going to have a jillion restrictions. But generally, what you want to think about is the first answer is you're hiring somebody as an employee, and hiring them as an independent contractor would be an exception, mm-hmm. right? So what you should do when you're making that Um, leap is first think about yourself and what are you looking for? Are you the type of person that needs to be in the details, needs to be in the weeds? You need to have control over what the employee is doing specifically, when they're doing it, how they're doing it, what systems they're using. If that's the kind of leader that you are, which is good, which is fine, then you're probably going to want to have an employee. If what you're really looking for is, I want this goal accomplished. I need help with this specific thing then that's probably going to be an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. The next thing you want to look at is the type of work you're looking at. Are you looking at somebody to support you? And that could be in two realms. You could be looking for someone to support you. That's really an expert. So it's something that you can't like Google your way to, you know, you can't podcast your way to, you can't YouTube your way to, you're never going to listen to enough podcasts to be an attorney. (laughs) or to be an accountant, right? You're never going to watch enough YouTube videos to be a manufacturer, you know, if you're trying to, you know, do a product business. So those kind of things are probably going to, those aren't going to be employees. When you get really big, maybe you bring that all in-house, but for most of the time, under most of the standards, you're going to be completely fine, you know, reaching out to those people, adding those people to your team as independent contractors. If you're looking for support staff, this is where it can get tricky because sometimes it can be an employee, sometimes it can't. Um, and that's really when you need to look at how in-depth of the business is it going to be. A lot of times when we're looking at like online business managers, that, that's where it's going to get really difficult. So are you looking at an online business manager to help you continuously for, you know, an indefinite period of time? Are you looking for this person to help you with a specific launch, right? Mm-hmm. A longer period of time, that's going to lend more to an employee, shorter periods of an independent contract. There are kind of exceptions that you can use when you look into um, the standard. But really, if we're looking at, you know, support functions that aren't related to your mission, you know, say I'm in HR and I want to hire marketing, Mm -hmm. I can probably hire somebody to help me with marketing as an independent contractor. A marketing firm looking to hire more marketers to help more clients, they're probably going to have to do that as an employee.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: it gets a lot harder when you're in states like California or New Jersey. Connecticut, you know, mass, because they are even looking at those support roles in more detail. So they want to think about, well, are you that person's only client? Right. So I'm going to say, say I want to hire a VA. Well, if that VA hasn't set up their own business, isn't advertising themselves to other people, doesn't have other clients. Um, and I'm training them on how to be a VA. Well, that's probably an employee, but if it's, you know, another mom who has a VA business You know, they have their own business set up. They have their own, you know, content strategy, marketing, and they have their equipment and their systems. That's probably going to be an independent contractor. That's interesting. I didn't, I've
0: never thought about those particular qualifications, you know, as things that would qualify the difference, you know? So I'm, I'm loving this. I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah. So didn't California recently, like, basically do away with independent
1: contractors? (sighs) Well, they made it really, really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they did it in stages. So California notoriously is very employee friendly and they really want to protect the employees. So they felt that so there's always been these things called, you know, classification suits where people could say, I've been wrongfully classified as an independent contractor. And then that company gets in trouble with the IRS, they get in trouble with the department, the federal department of labor and the states. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't do things like take out taxes or pay part of the income taxes. You didn't worry about overtime and minimum wage. Mm -hmm. You didn't give them, you know, they're not protected for unemployment workers, compensation, all those things. And so for like you and me who have our own business, well that that's fine because we have our own business. We're taking on that risk. We're calculating that into, you know, our budget for when we're determining our rates. Right. Right. But You know, California and other states and government bodies, because a lot of people want to follow California. They're looking at that and they're looking at places and saying, You're taking advantage of employees. They're really, you know, walking like a duck, talking like a duck, acting like a duck, and you're just calling them a cow because you want to get around paying that and giving them the protection. Right. So and you know they're right, a lot of people were doing those things. Mm -hmm. Those people weren't really in our spaces. They were in other spaces. Yeah. Um, but it does affect us and so what California did is they had the ABC test that's in a lot of states that really on the positive side, it gives us a more concrete kind of framework, but on the negative, it's very strict. And the biggest thing is it said that the person can't be doing work like integral to your business. And so you might heard of this as the, the Uber law that California did. So arguably the, you know, the news paints at us they were really attacking Uber. So they were saying, Uber drivers are independent contractors, but Uber's business is, you know, make is taxis and these are taxi drivers. So obviously that's the same thing. Right. Yeah. And Uber was saying, no, they're not. They're independent contractors, which means I'm not worrying about minimum wage Mm -hmm. and different kinds of protections. And in California, businesses have to provide different types of leave depending on other things. So they weren't getting those things. So they made it very clear that if you're an independent contractor and you're doing what the purpose of that business is, then you're not an independent contractor. Yeah. So what they did recently is put this rushed law into place and this rush law kind of puts that ABC test on steroids, Mm -hmm. right? So you've been in like in our spaces, say you, you're a YouTuber. Well, if you have somebody editing your YouTube videos, California is probably going to say they're an employee because that's directly connected to your business. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Nobody really thinks they meant that, you know, Mm -hmm. the legislation meant that that is really the kind of heart of it. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of exceptions that you can use, especially if you're in California and it's really going to go with this, you know, business to business exception. So making sure that if you, I, you are in California or you have a worker, that's in California, making sure you're, you're doing this. And the business to business exception only applies if they're actual business entities and they have other customers and other advertising. But a lot of folks, a lot of businesses just fired their independent contractors in Virginia, or I'm sorry, in California. And even now you'll go on and you'll see people trying to hire independent contractors and it's like, California freelancers need not apply. Wow. Which is really difficult for people in California. Yeah, that's, that's very crazy. And
0: I, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Now, what would be the difference between hiring and like, so let's say, um, like I know someone that lives in California and she has a business consulting firm, right? So if a business, another business wanted to hire her as a business consultant, and obviously she's got her own business and she's not an employee, that wouldn't
1: count, right? Well, it might count The California will still care and California will care for her client. So mm-hmm. she will have to make sure that she is walking that line so that she's not going overboard. So I do HR consulting. And so in Cal- if I have a client in California, I have to make sure that my HR work is more of the strategic planning advice realm. Uh-huh. If I'm the one sitting there scheduling interviews, conducting interviews, making assessments on who to hire, then California might consider me to be an employee, even though I do have you know, a consulting company. Uh-huh. So she, you know, it's important for those people looking to grow their teams, but also those in California who have clients, you know, service-based uh-huh. companies that have clients. They have to make sure they're staying within the confines of the rules. That's very interesting, and that
0: may, that almost like in a way it kind of isolates California yes. <laughs> from the rest of the world because because of those you know those restrictions and um, of course most people that are outside of California probably wouldn't have a problem hiring a freelancer in California just because they don't know they're not aware of those laws right?
1: Well, you would think so, but California's smart man, yeah. so they'll they'll trigger it because they're looking at ten ninety nine. Yeah. so if I'm in If I hire somebody in California, I gave that person a 1099 and they're putting the 1099 when they file their taxes and California can flag it. And I don't know if they're going to decide it's me that they need to come audit or come look at. But if that's, you know, I'm giving them a whole bunch of 1099s and I've been giving them 1099s for five years, ooh, they might question that. And then a lot of governments like this law, right? We see Oregon looking at it, um, the federal um, house, has passed a similar bill. Um, we don't know what it's going to do in the Senate, but it doesn't seem like this idea of, you know, narrowing down what's an independent contractor is going away. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it's, you know, the, uh, you know, our elected officials really targeting people like Uber, who they feel are mistreating employees, and that really came about because like the drivers came out and said they're being mistreated, mm-hmm. but it's having effects on the small business community. And especially like moms, like how there's so many moms that just want to be a freelancer because it's what helps them. Yeah. Yeah. And it it might be that, you know, the government's trying to pressure companies to have more flexibilities. And so that will be more enticing to moms. But today moms need to be able to be freelancers. Yeah, I agree.
0: I wouldn't be able to run my business if I wasn't a freelancer. I just have a, a ton of different clients and I just do the work for them and then that's it, you know? Um, or, you know, like coaching or anything like that, you know? So what about the coaching? We have a lot of um, coaches that listen to the podcast. So what about that coaching client relationship? Is that affected by
1: that at all? It could. And it's, you really want to make sure that you're keeping yourself as a separate business entity. So you want to make sure you have two properly set up business entities and you're keeping that relationship, right? So we're not going when we're doing communications, like say you are, um, you know, a business coach and we don't want to look on your client's website and see that you're one of their teammates. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You don't want to advertise it like that. Um, you want it to be very clear. Like even for, you know, I think coaches is a little easier because they're they're not going to deal with your clients. Like when you're coaching somebody, you're not really talking to their customers and their clients. Right. But you could be, helping guide them into like the strategic planning of their business mm-hmm. and, and making decisions. And that's where you want to, you know, make sure you're being very clear that you're providing advice. You know, you're providing coaching. You're not telling them what to do. Um, you're not going to do it for them. Mm-hmm. Making sure you're within those bounds and keeping records of that would be helpful. Yeah. that's really And also, yeah. And making sure your coaching programs have a finite period of time. Okay that that can also be helpful.
0: Okay, that's good. So like a three-month or six-month coaching package or something like
1: that. Yes. With the option to renew, basically. Exactly. So it's like you're buying little things, right? Like I'm going to go and I'm going to buy this, you know, massage package. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's they're not coming on as my employee, as my like personal masseuse. I'm buying this massage package. You want to think about the same thing. They're buying this coaching package where they're getting this specific thing I told them how much it's going to cost. They don't tell me how much it's going to cost. They're not going to tell me how I'm going to do it. They're not going to, you know, track my hours, track where I am, those things. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. I love this.
0: Um, It's making me think of a whole, like I could give you like 20 scenarios and ask you questions about them right now because I'm like, what about this? What about that? (laughs) But I won't. Um, But I think it's awesome um, that you, you know, have given so much insight into that. And my other question is, um, do you have anything
1: that the audience can use to kind of help figure this out? So I have an HR toolkit and it has a lot of goodies. And the biggest goodie in there, there's going to be an independent contractor checklist. And this checklist is going to help you stay within those bounds that I'm talking about. And it's going to take you from, you need to establish your relationship all, all the way into years down the line, just making sure that hey, I know where those those limits are and I'm going to stay within them. If you do decide to hire employees, it has some resources um, for you there. But I think a lot of us moms, we want to think about ourselves retaining our independent contractor status. And we might want to hire maybe a VA or an editor, somebody like that. So we want to make sure we're looking at that checklist. So we're, we're staying on the independent contractor side and not venturing into the employee side.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, a checklist that we all really need. Um, and then especially obviously if you live in California, but more so in that we are running our businesses in the way that is fair to the contractors. Um, I do have a question about that. As a business owner, can you dictate hours to an independent contractor? Like, can you dictate working hours? It seems like that would be
1: a no. Yeah, that would be like danger zone. <laughs> I would say it's better if you don't do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, you really want to just say, you know, they're providing me VA services. Yeah. Interesting. And It it could be that, you know, it's an hourly rate Mm -hmm. that can be fine. As long as you're still having it loose, you know, like for example, I have an assistant that helps me with a lot of publicity and outreach and she's an independent contractor Mm-hmm. So we talk about, hey, we think it's gonna take you about this many hours. Um, and this is my like monthly package rate. So she, you know, she's really good at, you know, keeping her clients and she has multiple clients, of course. She has she's good at keeping everybody kind of up to date. So she might say, Hey, I didn't get to this today because my kids, I shouldn't go back to her and say, you know, we're having a constructive feedback conversation <laughs> about how I wanted that done yesterday. It's just like, oh, thanks for keeping me updated because it's her business. She gets to decide, you know, when she's working. Of course, I get to decide if there's like a deliverable, right? Like, it's like I want so much outreach done every week. Yes, I can do that. But being upset, you know, trying to say, no, I want you to do it before noon. Like, why are you, why are you picking up your kid? Why are you going to the reading program at the school? Yeah, yeah we we shouldn't get into that kind of discussion. I think this is an invaluable, um, lesson for,
0: um, business owners being on, I started my business as a VA. And so being on that VA side, um, I've had both experiences where someone's like, Oh, I don't care when you do it as long as you get the work done. Um, those are obviously my favorite clients. Um, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then also having the person that's like, okay, you have to be available from this time to this time. And you have to, you know, answer the phone and you have to, you know, like all of those things. And so it's very interesting to see, um, that that was probably definitely a violation of,
1: um, you know, what is it? The statutes or no. Well, there's lots of things. It's an IRS test, it's a department of labor test, state test, but yeah, definitely. And that's really more in lines of somebody needing to hire a personal assistant or an executive assistant on staff. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times and it's going to be hard for, you know, our VA moms, Um, because their customers or potential customers might not know the difference and might not know what what they need, Mm -hmm. right? So being able to, you know, in your contracts, in your kind of discovery calls, putting those restraints on, you know, these are my limitations.
0: Yeah, interesting. So, okay, I know I'm full of questions, but what if, and this, I worked for a company that was based out of the UK that was like a VA service provider, and then I was an independent contractor for them. So how do those international
1: laws come into play? Right. So there's kind of two things coming. One is the inter- international law. So you're going to have to make sure you're following the United States, the state that you're in, plus um, the country that the kind of parent co- company is in. And if there was any kind of government to government agreement about how work would be done. The second thing to think about is those kind of companies are really trying to use that business to business exception, right? So they're trying to say, no, I'm a business Mm -hmm. and I am, and even in the California law, there's some like referral exceptions. So they're really saying, you know, this is a service just like you might, you know, I'm, they're probably a corporation, which makes it easier for them to get the exception. And you're buying a service from them. Just like right. if I go to the geek squad and have them help me, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to be in trouble. Like that's like my personal company's IT person. Cause that's best buy geek yeah. squad. So they're, they're really trying to say I'm a corporation. This is a giant service that I'm doing. And these are, these are the folks where they might get into trouble as if, and yeah, that's when you think about Uber again. And this is really going to be for the States that are following California's lead. Like, would California or states that adopt California's rule going to say it's like Uber and that company should count you as an independent contractor or an employee? And that's where that company is going to have to look at the exceptions and try to say, okay, I'm not going to control you, right? So if if that company wants to – like, some VA companies, they're like, all the – all the VAs come into a building and they're being supervised and they're sitting at a computer and the people are watching them like, that's how they market it. Those are probably going to have to be employees. Yeah. But if it's somebody like Upwork where they're like, I'm just connecting people to each other. Right. They're going to be a little you know, safer to keep people as independent contractors. Okay. That's interesting.
0: Okay.
1: I love it. This and is- it's hard because there's no easy answer. Like I wish you could just look in a book and say, if I do a B and C, then it's this. No. Yeah
0: there's a lot of gray area in there, it seems. And, um, and it, it's also probably dependent upon how the contractor sees themselves or the employee sees themselves and how, you know, the owner of the company sees that person too. Right. I mean, exactly. All that stuff comes into yeah.
1: yeah. Um, cause you know, we're seeing with the California law that they're kind of tagging to 99s and things. So it might be, you know, today, like States bringing it up, but historically the government has only figured this out because somebody complained and it's either like a disgruntled employee or like a spouse of an employee who's like mad at their, you know, client or boss yeah. complaining. So it's like, all those people that could get mad at you as a business can bring stuff like this up. Interesting. Okay.
0: So this isn't like for the California thing, it's really going to go into effect mainly for 2020, right? Because they just passed that
1: law in 2019. Yeah. So it just started in January um, so they always had, well, for 2019, they had the ABC test, mm-hmm. which the big deal with the ABC test is that it can't be the same work. So like if I have an HR company and I'm hiring HR people to, you know, handle my smaller clients, that AB test would say that's an employee. Yeah. What doesn't go, what didn't go into effect until this January was where they kind of put it on steroids. And that's like the stuff that it seems like they kind of rushed the legislation and they didn't think about all the consequences. So that's when you're looking at, hey, is my YouTube editor an employee? Because I'm mainly a YouTuber. So those kind of things you're going to worry about like next year's taxes. Um, But for this year's tax list, it's just a straight ABC test. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Well, thank you for coming on
0: and providing us With all of this amazing knowledge, is there anything else that you want to um, let the audience know about as far as hiring an employee versus
1: a contractor? Not about that. I just always want to get on my soapbox and say that I think we should always hire for growth, right? So don't look at other people and say, everybody has a VA but me or everybody has an OBM but me hire for growth. And a lot of times as moms, we might be thinking we need to hire because we need more time back or we need more sanity back, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but it's hard to jump into hiring and it's hard to jump out of it. So I would say, look at things like, can I improve my systems? Can I look at, take a deep dive into my priorities and take things off the plate completely? Can I look at delegating my personal life? So look at those things before you look at delegating in your business and only delegate if it's going to move you closer to a specific business goal. Ooh, that's
0: really good. That's like, that's a huge
1: gem there. I love it.
0: That's invaluable information.
1: Yeah. And I know this from failures, you know, you've got to learn from everybody's failures.
0: Yeah, exactly. And those, you know, those are the best lessons. And unfortunately, I'm glad that you have learned that so you could teach us that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So let me ask you one last question. What is your favorite thing about being able to now? Now you're at home with your husband working. Um, what is your favorite thing about it?
1: It's just the flexibility, you know. I get to wake my kids up. I get to like today, my daughter is sick. I don't have to worry about you know canceling talking to you um, because I have to be home with her. You know, I can I can make it work. You know, he's yeah. he's watching her right now. I'm gonna take her to the doctor when we're done with this. We we can make it work. You know, we can. You know, we were able to go to, you know, his brother's wedding where we took a week away, still got work done. Yeah. We still got to do family. So the flexibility is priceless. That's awesome. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so
0: much, Sarah. I appreciate you being on here and you just dropped about 4,000 knowledge bombs on us. And I think it's going to cause a lot of us to kind of look at our business, reevaluate and yeah, definitely. So if you would like um, to have Sarah's checklist for staying in the contractor lane. Um, you can definitely visit her website and that will be in the show notes. but what is your website? So you can get
1: that at hrcircleonline.com/ toolkit. Perfect. Thank you so much Sarah. Thank you so much.
0: You had an idea. you started your business. you even filed the papers. Now you need a website. The options that are out there are hire someone to do it for at least $1,000. What would you really rather do with that money? Or you can try to DIY it on Wix or Squarespace. Try to get a friend or family member to help you in between all of their other responsibilities. You can also watch YouTube videos and try to piece it all together. Or you can join the free WordPress Jumpstart Sprint and get your site up in just five days. This free challenge will show you how to choose the right domain name and where and how to purchase it. And it's also going to show you how to choose your hosting provider and install WordPress, as well as choosing and installing your theme and determining what plugins you actually need. Stop letting your website hold you back. Join the five-day WordPress jumpstart sprint at onlinemarketingformoms.com forward slash sprint.